Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome to the uh, program. Lynn Cullen still clinging to life. It is uh, the first day of September in the hellhole known as 2020. And uh, good God. All right, so, um, oh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I just realized. And I think that means Susan should be on the line. Susan? Yeah, hello. Hello, how are you? Well, it's September 1st in the hellhole 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, geez, that means, so the virus has been around for over nine months. Um, we have been uh, affected uh, totally by it in our lives for now six months. And there ain't no end in sight. No, there is no end in sight. No. Because and one no other, one here is doing anything about it. That's right, except uh, actually making things worse. Worse, yes. Yeah, actively making things worse. So I also found uh, something uh, and uh, that is particularly disquieting for people like me and you and uh, Michael and the cynics who sent me this information, uh, who calls as Michael from Polish Hill. Uh, loud talking spreads the virus much more. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. They say that if you talk quietly, that is almost as good as wearing a mask. Well, and I when talk loudly, you talk- so I wear a mask. No, yeah, but even when you talk like we do, or even when you scream, which I've been doing more of, you're spreading, you're expelling, I mean, it makes sense. Well, of course. It's why, yeah. it's why singing is no good. Right. And, and singing in choirs is no good. But, um, you know, you, you can talk as, long as, as loud as you want in your own house, Lynn. That's right. Don't no worry one's here right that. now. I can. I can scream. <clears throat> but I remember mean, that when you're with a, people. W- yeah. Well, when you're with people, you're so far away from them that you have to talk loudly so that they can hear. <laughs> We're so fucked. All right. Um, God. I uh, I woke up very early this morning, and um, I made the mistake of looking at Twitter and I fell down a really scary rabbit hole. Uh oh. Oh my God. I had tweeted out a, a this, this incredible uh, video of a, a a bunch of bees. Totally, I mean, all you see is bees on a like hive. And they're protecting the hive from a bigger threat, like a, like wasps or something. And the way they do it is they're they're tight. They're just tight. You see nothing but this mass of bees, and they they like flip over. I, it, it it creates like a wave. It was the most incredible looking video you've ever seen of what these bees do, and it I guess protects them all. But they all have to be part of this thing. And I wrote back, wow, you know, I, I put it out there and said, wow, look at this. Um, bees working um, each, I can't, what did I say? I don't know. But I said working together for the good of the, of all. Bees working together for the good of the group. Of, Who knew bees were commies? Thank you. That's what I said. Who knew bees were commies? And I got a lot of people who responded to it. But one response puzzled me. And so I looked further into who this person was and then looked at what was on his feed. And that's when I fell into the rabbit hole. He had written back, 
Yes, bees and ants and termites and probably many others are commies. It's a great system if you live in a hive mind existence. And I thought, okay, so I really wanted to like, that's somebody I'd like to talk to because that's not caring about something greater than yourself is not living like in some mindless, you know, hive mind, right? right. I wanted to like say to this person, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's ridiculous. And I wondered how far gone he might be. So I checked him out. Oh, dear God, the stuff I found on his, um, on his site. And then when I went further into what people were responding to it, I fell into a hole so terrifying that, I mean, I didn't feel like I was in a world that I recognized. It was the other, it was the other side's world and what they are sharing and what they believe, fervently believe. Um, One of the first things it led me to was an article from some paper in Mansfield, Ohio. I'll read just this part of it. The U.S. Marshal Service has found 25 missing children in Northeast Ohio, including one in Mansfield, during a month-long investigation. Uh, Of these cases, about one quarter are confirmed to be related to human trafficking or prostitution. Um, and that then, and, and, and then they were all saying, why didn't we know there are 25 kids that were found in a, and, you know, and what major media doesn't cover this? And I'm thinking, yeah, why didn't I hear about it? Why don't you think that, why do you think that there have been kids pictures on milk cartons for 40 years? I mean, you do hear about them one at a time. You don't know that they're all in one place. No, but they're not, as it turns out. So if you read more carefully, this is a month-long investigation in which they found a kid here, they found a kid there. The paper, this idiot paper, wrote it in such a way that it's very unclear. And off they go. Oh, my God. Right into QAnon territory. Right away. And then I found myself at a person, oh God, whose tag, who, who goes by, and obviously this has to be a very new Twitter account, because the name of the account is Get Ridden, Written Housed Leftists. Oh, another, great. Yeah, well, they in other words. Changed their, they change their names daily. Okay, in other words, Get Killed. So, I I looked at this guy, and dear God in heaven, the hate, the unbelievable, and, and the, the, the here, here's two from Get Ridden House Leftists that were posted in, the, in this week. Physical removal of the left without accompanied kinetic force is playing catch and release with cockroaches. There should be Kyle Rittenhouse events every day until our political opponents suggest that the only way they can be safe is if they move to another country. Okay. And then he tweets, need a reminder that leftists are not human beings. And he put that on. And then the racism is beyond belief. The name, the, the, the vile language and I did something I've never done before. I reported it. Good for you. And, you know, you're asked, why are you reporting this? And I just, I mean, and then they obviously had gotten other reports because they immediately pulled up a bunch more of this guy's stuff and said, you can tag for, you know, something about tag more that you can find you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was, you can't imagine one horror tweet after another. So, 
actively calling for killing us. Yep. How is that allowed on Twitter? And if Twitter already had flagged this guy because they immediately responded, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, and how about why is it still there? Why is it there? My because God. they maintain that they really have no, uh, you know, this just isn't their job. I mean, oh how my God. we allowed these things to grow without any state. Well, why do you think Zuckerberg and all these people are always in front of Congress explaining how uh, it's not, well, what do you want us to do about it? Unbelievable. I got to tell you, the hate vitriol and out and out calls for violence against black people against democrats was mind-blowing and i'm sure i just nicked a little corner of it i mean i yowie jesus one of these guys was just put in prison for three years for uh, for terrorizing a Black Lives Matter guy who was going to run for office, and right. a woman who he was going to, you know, claimed he was going to assault her autistic daughter. Okay, so Susan? he's in jail. He's in jail okay. for three years. Yeah, well, the, whoever this guy is, he'll be somebody else tomorrow, and he's not alone. There's. Thousands and thousands of them. And then I came upon this. Well, I guess somebody sent me this with the line, I don't want to live in this world anymore. And I can see uh, why. You tell me if you feel you haven't fallen into some other reality when you read this. And this is from a newspaper in Buffalo, the Buffalo Chronicle. Okay, I am going to read this to you, and you try to. (laughs) Okay. Following rumors over a sexual misconduct allegation against a popular career police officer, several town of Tawanda residents are pushing the town board to change its policies to allow officers to receive sexual gratuities while on duty. You're kidding. So come on. Okay, check it out. Buffalo Chronicle. It's from, um, I don't see a date on it. I thought this can't be real. And then it gets worse. The policy would not allow officers to request sexual gratuities under any circumstance, but in the event that such a non-monetary gratuity is offered, the officer would not be punished for accepting it so long as the encounter is less than 15 minutes and the officer declines to take his next scheduled 15-minute break. Oh, we can have a quickie on his break. Tell me this isn't true. Tell me there is not a town and that this is not a a story in a, the Buffalo newspaper that reads like it's totally, you know, nothing unusual happened here. And it goes on and on and on. Listen to this. I mean, this would be the onion, right? But it's not the onion. And I, I don't listen to this. Is a quote. In this political environment, with all the horrible things being said about our police officers in the media, this policy would be a real morale booster, says Karen, a Tana Wanda resident and supporter of the policy change, who asked her last name not be published. She's leading a woman's group that is lobbying for the new policy. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Our police officers are total gentlemen. More times than not, they would politely decline any physical gratuities. People should feel comfortable expressing how much they appreciate the police, though, and the work that they do. I, I can't, I, please somebody tell me this is not true. Well, let's. Oh. Okay, and then there's letters. I mean, there's comments. 
uh, are you for real is one comment. Just wondering. Uh, it's not sex if it's blackmail. That's rape, dummy. If I were caught by, and there's people, there's real people responding to this. But not saying what the fuck. Well, saying that's is this real? That's rape dummy is, is saying what the fuck. I. If you no, legalize it, this, you must legalize workplace sex as well. This poses so many problems. If a party's interested in the officer, it's not interested. It's something you would do if you were trying to get out of a ticket or something, right? Right. And then somebody says, disgusting that this was even a thought, let alone a possibility. And and this person is going, I mean, but it is real. There is a Tonawanda, New York, is considering allowing officers to accept sex. As long as they don't, it doesn't last more than 15 minutes and they don't take their uh, their next 15 minute break. Yeah, they can have a quickie. We've established this. What the holy hell? I mean, I literally cannot. So this is how I woke up this morning and I am beside myself. I can't, I feel like, okay, I, uh, this is where we're living now. Yeah. In Crazyville. Yeah, it's just Crazyville. But my God, what's to become of us? It's well, crazy, Bill. We have to. We have to. We have to <gasps> hold our breaths until November, and then we have to overwhelmingly elect only Democrats. I don't know. And then we have to make all of these awful people slink back to wherever they, they came. They they won't. They have never been more validated. They're being validated by the president of the United States, who's going, as we know, to validate them to Kenosha Kenosha. today. In spite of of Evers and the mayor saying, please don't come. Every elected official saying, don't come. Please don't come. You're only going to make things worse. That's his intent. Oh, goody, he says. Oh, my God. So. And meanwhile, you know, everybody's all, uh, um, I was going to say a Twitter, but anyway, you know, because, (laughs) because. Because uh, suddenly they're focusing in on the fact that Trump seems to have had a stroke. I feel like we've been talking about this ever since he went to Walter Reed. But um, yeah, yeah. um, here my problem with that, Susan, and for those who don't know, in a book coming out by I believe Mike Schmidt, who's a reporter for the New York Times, he in his book says that that quick uh, trip to Walter Reed Hospital that Trump took was that that the vice president was put on standby alert because the president had a cerebral event. That's probably, he had a little stroke, right? Well, yeah, we aren't sure how little it was, but yes. Well, little enough. I mean, he is sort of walking, sort of talking, sort of, you know, he's, he's been able to... You know, he stumbles down ramps and stumbles upstairs and, uh, you know, but that at least. Now, here's my rage about this. When did this reporter, when did this reporter find this out? When did the, when did this reporter find it out? And why did he not, working for the New York Times, report it? Front page, front page. The American people deserve to know if a president had a stroke and he held it Yeah. until I mean, his book came out. I would fire him in two seconds flat if the New York Times says, instead he's making appearance. He was on MSNBC last night, I think. You know, he's talking up the book. What kind of, I, 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 you know, I feel like I, I don't even understand anything anymore. No. I don't get it. There is no, there is no, there's nothing more important than each of ourselves to ourselves. 
That's the new God. God. Jesus. I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened. We've had a succession of books now. All lobbying, you know, for I got the best story. You know, the end of the thing is, is that no, as usual, everybody's just sort of. Uh, yeah. You, it's a, it's like yeah, Bolton wouldn't testify during the impeachment, even no, though he, he had money to be made because he had money to be made. We are doomed. We don't. We're a culture that does not know what is right anymore. God. The only one I'm rooting for is Mary Trump. <laughs> yeah, boy, she's a courageous person, I'll tell you that. <laughs> she's just burning every familial bridge that's left to burn. Yeah, well, she doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit. They all cheated no. her. They all told yeah, that. They, they all, all made it her. clear how they felt about her. So why she should give Two shits about them to cheat their brother's children out of their fair share of an estate when there's plenty to go around. Well, maybe not. So, well, <laughs> maybe, well, maybe they're not. not there so was much enough. To go there was enough. There was enough. Uh, they all seem to be living quite nicely. Oh, God. Yeah, they're on the grift. Well, well there's that. And. I have to tell you, I just want, in case people haven't seen this, here in Pittsburgh, um, uh, the uh, the big talk radio station, uh, that would be KDKA, employs uh, a woman who was fired by the TV station I once worked for, WTAE, for all kinds, I mean, one need not even go into it. She's a racist She's MAGA to the hilt. She now has a three-hour show on this big 50,000-watt station. And I saw today two clips of her actively telling people to shoot other people. (gasps) Yep. She even was saying that she believes that there should be snipers and park ra- park marshals or park rangers if anyone were to harm a monument or a statue they should be shot on sight and she goes like like that takes care of it and this station employs somebody who is actively calling. And so you can bet if Wendy F. and Bell is doing that here, there are these talk wannabe, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh, whatever clones all over the country doing the same. So people are being whipped up by AM radio. They're being whipped up by Trump and by social media. And they are unsurprisingly acting on it. And it will only snowball. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I think it's time to uh, boycott uh, KDKA radio guys. I mean, get on their advertisers big time now. There have been efforts in the past. Let's 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 double down. Seriously. So how was Biden's speech? I thought it was pretty good. I didn't hear the whole damn thing, but he said one of the things he said, which was certainly what he needed to say, and what I was saying yesterday. I needed him to say was. Let me find it so I get it right. Um, And this is what we all need to say over and over and over again, which is, Biden said about Trump, he keeps telling us if he was president, you'd be safe. 
Well, he, he is, is president. president. <laughs> <laughs> he is president, whether he knows it or not. And I saw somebody else say <clears throat> that Trump's obvious campaign message, if you can twist your head around it, is elect me to stop the crime that Joe Biden couldn't control when he wasn't president and I was. Right. <clears throat> um, I, I mean, how? Well, it's, no, it's even stupider than that. It's elect me to, so that I can stop what I've done. What I started and and And, and have no intention of stopping. Yeah. Not until the last, I guess, with Wendy, but the last lefty and this written house guy. It, 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 unless they don't call dead. us lefties, Lynn. They call us leftists. 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 Hmm. Um, it, it gives it. It gives it a a uh, snarky, snarkier, <clears throat> more evil ring. God, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Somebody just sent me a picture of a of a um, a wine store. I forget what they're really called because here we don't really have them. What are they called, Susan? Liquor store. Liquor store, wine shop. They call them okay, all right. sorts of things. <laughs> Liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a big sign uh, up that says, "Stock up on home schooling supplies here." <laughs> that's true mommy mommy needs a little vodka in her orange juice before yeah, we start spelling right. jeez god almighty okay, well you I know do- I really think I really I mean I uh, the uh, People have to remember that lots of working people have been homeschooling their children for a very long time. And with a little bit of research, which Lord knows you should have done by now, you're, you should know that your, your elementary school kids really only need one hour a day, and that's all you can expect. And, into, and then everything else just is a lesson that happens throughout the day. You cook mm-hmm. together, you do things. It's not, you know, you don't, you just wrap your mind around you don't have your to replicate. You don't have to replicate school. School. Yeah, you just, your life is uh, teaching. And, you, but, you, but, you, but, you, but, you, but you agree that one hour has to be like, here we're going to learn, you well, know. one hour you have to sit down and, you know, learn how to write your letters and learn how, you know, learn how to write your, there's, there's actual things that have to be done and practiced and it helps to have a grown-up standing over while you're doing it. But and I'll what if you're a what, single parent family and, uh, and you're, and, and you're, you're struggling and you you're yeah, indeed right, exactly, exactly. We've got a caller. Um, hello? Oh, you, uh, look, you two crazy broad screaming, your, your loud voices <laughs> spreading the corona all around. This Gee, is Michael crazy. from the Pretty cynics, crazy. yeah. All right, Pretty well. Inside your heart. Okay, oh, look, I want to do this in 30 seconds because I'd rather listen to you, uh, to you two talk. But I just want to throw this out. I know you two don't subject yourself to watching the um, P-Rump's press conferences, but I do because it's like, for me, it's like Andy Warhol watching, you know, bloody ambulance uh, pictures. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away from it. But look, I watched it yesterday, and this is one thing I want to pick out that he said. This was during an official press conference. They asked him... um, well, what do you think about your supporters shooting paintballs into the faces of these peaceful protesters? And he said, look, paint is a defensive mechanism. It's not, paint is a defense. And what I want to throw out there is why does he want to throw people in jail for at least 10 years or more for throwing spray paint on a racist statue? But uh, shooting people, black people in the face with paintballs is a defensive mechanism. And so I, this brings me to the whole thing of graffiti. Look, I've already gone over my 30 seconds. But the whole issue of arresting graffiti artists always made me so angry because I've found in general in my whole life graffiti is like 
it improves the natural environment. Sometimes. The is beautiful. Sometimes. I mean, you don't want it on your own window. But uh, it's like a NIMBY thing. Well, uh, if someone would graffiti my garage door, yeah. I don't know if I'd be mad. But it might be prettier. It might spur me on to buy a new garage door. Or it might be just like, at least I don't have to paint the garage door because they painted it for me. In general, I think graffiti, like, you know, on a subway car or on a train, it's better than a gray sort of Soviet Union looking subway car. I'd rather see a subway car with some beautiful graffiti. But, okay, I'll show up now. <laughs> Wait, I have to put my mask back on. I have to stop talking loud. And stop talking so loud. Honest to Pete. I she know. screamed at him. I'm breaking up. I'm going right. through a tunnel. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that reminds me of uh, the time I'm friends with a owner of an art gallery. And I uh, remember him hotly. Uh, I mean, he has actually uh, uh, a Keith Herring who started as a, uh, a graffiti, a graffiti artist. Yeah. Uh, uh, artist and became, I guess, one of the considered one of the great artists. Um, Keith Herring, he has this huge Keith Herring in his own house that was graffiti that Keith Haring had done here in Pittsburgh when they were building, I think it was uh, fifth Avenue place. Yeah. And, and it was surrounded like these big construction sites are by, um, you know, like a, a wall of uh, plywood, big plywood things. Yeah. And Keith Haring had drawn, you know, one of his very yeah. now recognizable people on it. Right. You know, it's just right. a, a person. And um, my friend had, <laughs> seeing it and thought, thinking it wonderful, had somehow, I guess, uh, removed it. Absconded. He liberated it. We call that liberating. <laughs> he liberated it. Anyway, he was always telling me that graffiti was art and blah, 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 blah. And then one day, somebody graffitied the side of his art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember, I was working at Channel 4 at the time. I remember, I thought, oh, this is a good story. <laughs> so I remember interviewing him in front of the Griffith. So, is this great art, or are you having it? And you know what? I can't remember how he tap danced around it, but uh, I'll have to ask him if he remembers. But, yeah, it's, it's always in the eye of the, uh, of the beholder. But that's how Banksy started out. That's how, I mean, a lot of great artists have initially their their canvas has been uh, urban walls. Uh, all right. I got some emails here. I got to get to Sue's. Okay. Um, hi, Lynn and Susan. Like you, I woke up this morning feeling disjointed, distressed, and distracted and desperate. Isn't that lovely? What a way to start the day. Today's approach to survival is socially distanced front porch gathering for coffee and conversation at noon, cocktails and planning positive actions this evening. That orange ass is landing at Arnold Palmer Airport five miles from my house this evening. Aw, Pam. Aw. Well, hang in there, girl. I don't know what else you can do. Yeah, Trump's coming. After he does Kenosha, he's uh, he's coming a few miles from uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, dear God. Um, okay, getting something here from William about Schmidt's book. Uh, Schmidt wrote that Trump was away for a procedure requiring anesthesia. That's what it. That's what it was. Then why is this stuff out about? Uh, that's it. Well, then where did this stuff about him having a cerebral event come from, or was that fake news on social media? I don't know. I think there's. A, I think it comes out from all the discussion concerning why oh, he for would be on a, why he would well, be under on anesthesia. Well, as this guy, as as William says. Uh, you know, it could have been a colonoscopy. 
the only mystery is why the White House does not own up to what it was. Schmidt never wrote about a cerebral event and has called out people mischaracterizing it as such, at least until any further confirmation. Okay, well, I am sorry because I tweeted, I retweeted something like that out. Jeez. God. Okay. All right. God damn it. Yeah, when I went and looked, I just kept seeing, you know, like doctors coming out and saying, well, this and this and this and this and this, and you see this and this and this, and this is all classic. Okay, so it's a bunch of speculation. Yeah, and to which I say that's about as ethical as all of the shrinks who may or may not be correct diagnosing a man that they've never sat across from or talked to. You know, you can, it's all speculation. So, you know. Wait a minute. Oh, boy. This is good. This is from Bree in Malaysia. He said, you would think that a site that's named like a newspaper, legitimate local newspaper, Buffalo Chronicle, would be reporting real news. That's not quite the case with the Buffalo Chronicle. Somebody get on this. I want to. This, Bree says, this new so-called news site peppers in fake news stories along with actual stories. How do you know which are fake and which are real? What? So the Buffalo newspaper is not the Buffalo Chronicle. It looked exactly like a newspaper. Are you kidding? Well, this at least makes okay, some well, sense. Okay, well, here, um, what? The, Buffalo, the Buffalo Chronicle is not a reliable news outlet. Um, but Where are you getting from, that? This is from a Canadian publication. If the Buffalo Chronicle was sent to us as a test, a Latter-day media literacy exam in the area of, in the era of fake news, we have failed pretty badly. A police see me after class kind of failing. Um so it's not an. Yeah, he said over the past month, the Western New York based website has begun publishing a slew of Canadian stories. One reported that the Bank of Montreal wanted a deferred prosecution agreement over bribery charges. Another hot tip reported that the NDP was courting ex justice. But they're saying those are all false stories. Stories totaling eight at last count have been shared thousands of times, uh, and um, if they're not true. And now, Buffalo, where did uh, I get it, that story? Oh, okay. I got Former that Dragon's story. Former Dragon's Den mogul Brett Wilson tweeted out one Buffalo Chronicle story to his 182,000 Twitter followers, gushing that it only needs to be 10% true in order to prove that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was presiding over a reign of terror. Okay. Well, I want to tell you this. That is a story. Remember, I told you how I got to see this stuff that I fell. There, someone responded to something I had put up, the B thing. Mm-hmm. And right. I was and curious about it. And hole. I went and I, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, it's crap. But it's crap. But I got to tell you, if you go there, my God, these people are believing it. And and here I fell in by thinking it, the buffalo, although it didn't make sense. It, I mean, there, there's no way. Okay, here's um, the Buffalo Chronicle appears to be owned by area businessman Matthew Ricciazzi, uh, who is named as the site's publisher on a page titled Support Independent Journalism. Oh, for God's sakes. You know what someone needs to do is get in touch with the Tawana, whatever the city was, that little town, right? and ask them if they know this is out there. Uh, is, if any of it's true. God dang. Wow. Oh, God, there's millions of Americans who are just ingesting this and more and worse, and they believe it and believe it and believe it and believe it. Okay, and you see so how when you get to the part about credibility, it says, and, and it's circled in bright red, the site has published false information about the COVID-19 virus, uh, falsely reported that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is considering a temporary six-week ban on the sale of combustible cigarettes, blah, 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 blah. 
uh, in a follow-up story, the site claimed the ban was expected to be announced Monday morning, blah, 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 blah. Why um, do they do that? I mean, so they do this to what? Whip their followers up into, I mean, what kind yeah, yeah, of horrible yeah, yeah. And human right. beings? So like Cuomo <laughs> gets, it, gets in touch and says, this is, uh, these ridiculous claims are 100% bullshit, and the website should be pub- should be ashamed of spreading misinformation and panic during this pandemic. Cuomo senior spoke- spokeswoman, spokesman uh, Rich Azapardi told lead stories on April 2nd. Um, and then the, the, the Ricky Ozzi, the site's publisher, uh, raises questions about Cuomo's spokesman's denial. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's just yeah, they just exist to uh, whip up these these idiots. That's who this guy is, and he puts Why, enough real stories of, in there that he can pepper it with crap. I ask you, what kind of? But a here's what I think: Why do you want to convince people of something when the only way you have to do it is to lie? Doesn't I mean, you know? So you are. What is your goal? I'm it just anarchy. If all kill people, anybody indiscriminate. I'm not. What is the goal of deliberate misinformation in this regard? What well, is this the could be game? like. Well, this is what the Russians would say is a way to make everybody not trust anything, and then you can't have a democracy. Well, that's true. I mean, it's already destroying. we can't trust the FDA. Right. We can't. We can't. Right. We can't trust the the CDC. Right, you know, we, and I see mean, what's happened. We cannot sure. trust any agency. We cannot trust, and we don't. Increasingly, we don't. So we're all on our own, and there's no uh, functional uh, government unless it's an autocratic one that will, you know. Get, I, I got to tell you, this is just it's terrifying. amazing. Yeah, terrifying. All right, uh, F- Father Joseph writes. Despair is only a viable option if we truly believe that the majority of Americans are lemmings who will literally follow other lemmings right off a cliff. Well, see, that's the problem. I'm not so sure. Well, I don't know. Okay, I got to keep. Yes. I think what we saw during the last presidential election was what people really think behind closed doors. What we see in Trump is the epitome of the ugly American. And the sad part is, he is not alone. I wonder what traditional homeschoolers think of all the people who are now doing some homeschooling out of necessity rather than choice. You are spot on about not having to replicate a public school schedule. What those drafted into homeschooling under the pandemic really need to do is visit the websites and blogs of those who have done it as a vocation. A great resource is a book called The Well-Trained Mind, A Guide to Classical Education at Home. Oh, God. Right, but again, and I I agree with everything. Susan, you're getting Really? My garbling? Can you hear me? Yeah, you were breaking up there. Well, this is, you know, this is uh, ATTU-verse. Huh? This is what? ATTU-verse. Is this phone breaking up? Yeah, it is. Okay, let, let me get a different phone. Okay. Um, wow. Oh, guys. I'm... I'm... Uh, well, here was some good news from Hurricane Laura. How is this? Is this no, it's not good, Suze. Oh. Not. Is there some place you can go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there some place you can? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I just want, so I'm gonna. The good news from Hurricane Laura is that a a Confederate a monument to Confederate soldiers. Um, in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, that uh, protesters wanted taken down, but the parish government would not. Um, Laura took care of it and uh, and blew it over. So I'm just saying that was a, that was the one. No, no, Sue's. No, it's just. 
him up his telephone. You're on a landline, right? Yeah, I'm on a landline. Do you want to try call in on yourself? Okay, go ahead. Okay, bye. Um, okay, and let's see what else I have for you. Oh, you know, back in when the world seemed uh, rational and at least recognizable, um, Hurricane Laura would have been such a huge story. The devastation, what people are suffering there. I've seen nothing. I mean, I, admittedly, I don't watch TV news much at all. But I, I just... Um, California is still burning. And do you see much about about that? There are Americans now living amidst the hell that, like, we all are with the pandemic and and everything that we're dealing with, the uncertainty of uh, the future of our country, and yet their their homes are being uh, blown away and or destroyed. Um, wow, just wow. And we don't even stories that would normally have gotten our attention and been covered are are not anymore. Um, no, I mean, you know, we, just, there you yeah, are. Yeah. Major, Good. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just had, uh, major events and it's like, uh, no one, they don't happen. Everybody. I mean, all, uh-uh. only the people who are, you know, I was reading this story about California and how people, uh, like me who have asthma are literally, uh, unable to breathe that, in uh, at a time of a pandemic where if you wanted to see somebody you would be outside that now is lost to people who cannot be outside because you can't breathe outside you can't even run your air conditioner because it brings in the smoke you can't open a window um People are, this one guy says, he's 28 years old. He says, I've been getting winded unloading the dishwasher. Um, Going to the grocery store leaves me, my chest throbbing in pain. Um, In Colorado, where the smoke is, you know, the smoke is all the way to like Minnesota. The the haze has blotted out the mountains in Arizona, uh, Montana. The skies look orange. Uh, in Colorado, the Denver Post is reporting that health officials are telling people to create a safe room, a purified safe room against smoke and the ozone from the fires. I mean, we, this would be a huge story. And they're saying that these fires are burning not only trees and bushes and houses, but they're burning cars and paint and plastic and insulation. And then the winds uh, carry the tiny particles of all of that stuff, and they travel hundreds of miles and end up in your lungs, down your throat. And it says it goes right through face masks like water through a colander. Uh, the emergency rooms in uh, in much of northern and central California are overwhelmed by people who cannot breathe. Not being covered, is it? Well, I mean, it is, but you have to look for it. I mean, I, it's covered well, in the sense that there are stories that they are having trouble finding firefighters because... They use prisoners for that. Yeah, right. And the prisoners have been released because of COVID. So, so they've got fewer. So they don't have as many firefighters because they don't because the prisoners aren't in prison to be put in uh, in the front lines. To be volunteered as firefighters, right? Okay, Uh, we have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. 
Hi, Lynn. This is Father Joseph. So good to hear you, as usual. Oh, it's good um, to hear you, Father. Thank you. So um, I love the point about the uh, uh, we're being um, distracted from other issues. Um, I think the one that concerns me most, the long game the Republicans are playing, with um, the tax cuts that occurred in the first uh, president uh, p- term for uh, Trump, and if he gets the second term, the second uh, phase of that, which is to cut entitlement programs, the social safety net programs. Right. So right. That's concerns right. more. That, that I think is dangerous than uh, people realize, because the idea was to sort of, um, sort of like a boa constrictor, wrap it around uh, the, yeah. the, the government and sort of squeezing it to death. And right. You start idea. well. You st- if if it's tax dollars that allow for these programs that help the least of us, the social the the, the ridiculously uh, tattered social safety net that Americans uh, have, um, you are you are starving it of its uh, of what it needs. And and it, well, the, the classic line was you know to uh, shrink the government so that you can drown it in a bathtub, right? Norval they Rinkless. just. It's normal Rinkless, the guy who, who, who made people sign a, a, uh, a promise that they would not. Um, uh, right. That's not, I don't think that's his name. What's his name? I'm blanking on it. It's not Rehnquist. It's. No, it's uh, Norval. Uh, not Norval. <laughs> you're, no. you're both wrong. But I know exactly who you're talking about. Rehnquist I know his, was on that was was on the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. We must be close. Uh, 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 damn, he was the guy Somebody who first. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you're right. That is that's the long game they're playing, right? Yeah. What is and it so that I, they don't? What is it that they don't understand? What do they think happens to a country? in which only a few, I mean, like, what, 10%, even let's make it 20% of the population can live comfortably, and the others are struggling and homeless and starving and they have no school. What do they think that country will be? Wait a minute, let me interrupt. They're speaking of these things as if they are entitlements, and they are not entitlements. We we pay for them. We actually right. pay for them. So what, what is the benefit in taking a, what you gain by getting rid of something that wasn't costing you because it was being paid for? I, I think the view, you asked what's the idea, the ideology behind it. Well, I think that the view is that if you, uh, the, the wealthy will create jobs. That's the that's, Oh, that's God. I know, I know. I know. That, that's straight out of... Um, Herbert Hoover, if you remember. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so society doesn't even exist anymore. The jobs disappeared. We've seen what the wealthy do when they get more money. They pocket it. There there are some exceptions. I don't know if you remember, but Andrew Carnegie uh, wrote Mm -hmm. a little treaty called uh, The Gospel of Wealth, in which he said that the role of the wealthy were not to help, not to keep their money, but to to use it uh, right. to to take to care for humanity. And I think he he lived that out. I think probably good, good argument they did. Uh, and there are some others who are doing that now, but they are few and far between. So a great book on that is what the plutocrat, the what the the, the the book about how people feel as though that they're never safe enough, even if they are multimillionaires, they need that extra. Uh, 500 million. Just That's right. You can never have enough. I know. I've often wondered why people who have millions and millions think they have to keep making more. I mean, geez. Well, that's the Plutocrats what, is a new book that's come out. I read a review of it a week ago. Right. Yeah. They interview, yeah. They, those folks like that, and they felt, hey, you know, they, they, they really resent the idea of them being asked to do something else other than what they're doing with their money. And so that's the, that's the, that's the issue. Now, that over, they overlook that the whole infrastructure that they use, at least in this country, are paid by taxpayers, and that the things that they are being able to do in order to make their money really is on the backs of, of, of the working class. Yeah, of, sure. Who contribute. So, well, they, Always that, is. <laughs> Gosh. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Father Joseph, thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.
We've got another caller. Hello. Hello, Lynn. Hi. From Green County. Well, hi. Wow. Hi, Green County. God help you. Yeah. Uh, Is it Norquist? The guy's last Grover Norquist. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. That's it? That's all you got? I appreciate it. I've been a fan of yours since you've been on the regular radio. Oh, thank you. What you doing up there in Greene County or down there in Greene County? I, I normally w- watching TV. <laughs> there amidst all the Trump supporters. Yeah, my some of my relatives. Oh yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us can say that. I think we all have. I know we do too. Just yeah. unbelievable. God help us. But thank you for that. Grover Norquist. Grover Norquist. Norquist. Yeah. Norquist. Nor. N-O-R-Q. Yeah. Right. Norquist. That's the Yeah. We were sort of all around it. But thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Somebody would call. Thank you. And Milton has said, uh, had had just sent it in too, as had Pam. Pam, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all. I appreciate it. I have a few little things that we could maybe end on a brighter note. Um, I love this. I so love this story. I don't have more, but um, uh, this is all I have. An Indian woman has filed for divorce from her husband, citing his refusal to argue with her. (laughs) Her her quote is, whenever I make a mistake, he always forgives me. I am feeling suffocated in such an environment, she complained to the judge. Uh, all she uh, wants is a little passion. <laughs> it re- it reminds me of Susan. You remember Paul Mann? It reminds me uh-huh. of um, we were having an argument, and he was, you know, loudly proclaiming something or other. And I said, "Well, yeah, I mean, I I agree with that," and he. I'll never forget it. He said, don't minimize what I am saying by agreeing with me. (laughs) 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 So, in a nutshell, some people just need to fight to be alive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember when he said it, being a little confused for a second, and then I just, (laughs) what, Jesus God. Um, okay, so there was that, and then I have another one that I just love. But wait a minute, what did the judge say? Oh, that, that's I told you that I don't have the whole thing. I just have that little blip. Oh. I can't imagine the judge. Well, I don't know what their laws are. Uh, you know, who who knows if you're trying to get divorced and you're in front of a judge? Maybe you had to have cause. I, I can't imagine that being cause. Do you? I don't know. What? Irreconcilable differences, as it were. He won't argue with me? Yeah. Boy, there's a lot of women who'd like to say, okay, you want to argue? Here, you can have mine. I'll take yours. That's right. Well, you know. uh... (laughs) God. That that particular Indian matchmaker did not do a good job. Well, <laughs> have you watched any of these Indian what match? No, I haven't. Are you watching that? It's all the latest. Well, it's all the latest rage. Some of them are cuter than others. Huh. Wow. So this one is more about. This is about a bird. And yesterday, I I saw for the first time in my yard. So beautiful, a, a goldfinch. So beautiful. 
I didn't know what it was because I'd never seen one here. And it was, you know, just unbelievable bright yellow and had this, you know, sort of black diamond shape on its back. And it's just gorgeous. And it was it was uh, perched on the remnants of a cornflower and was eating the like, you know, what's left that thistle thing. Yeah. And it was there for so long. And I was watching it and watching it thinking, wow. And then I, I went to my bird book and, and then found that it was a, um, an American goldfinch. I was very happy to see. And um, this is a, also an American bird I'm talking about, and it's a bald eagle. And uh, the University of Minnesota's Raptor Center, uh, I guess, reported that a bald eagle attacked a high-tech government drone in flight. And oh, right. sent, did you hear about I, that? Yes. Sent it plunging, <laughs> plunging into Lake Michigan. Well, I bet we, so this eagle sees one of the, I, I don't know what the drone was up there trying to do, but the eagle considered it, its territory was being invaded, according to the Raptor Center, and went right for it and took it down. Yeah, took it out. So, I'm, uh, yes! <laughs> you know, that's weird, because yeah, this weekend I went outside, we had, you know, lovely, cool weather, and I went out in my backyard and was hoping for quiet, because I've had a lot of construction going on in the neighborhood, and I heard something that sounded like a swarm of killer bees coming at me. I thought, what the heck is that? Wait, a hummingbird? No, it had to have been a drone. And I did once see a neighbor, the people with a Trump sign in their yard, uh, I saw the woman flying a drone above her house. So I, I, your, your, your nephew, my son has a drone. Really? Well, I'm here to tell you, it's just more noise pollution. I'm sick and tired of it. This is pretty quiet. I think, of course, I I couldn't see it for the trees and stuff, but man, I'll tell you, I would like to, how I get to see my, it's how I get to see my grandson flying a kite and stuff. All right. But I got to tell you, if I, I don't know, where's a bald eagle when you want one? Take it down. I know. Well, it's, it'll join the, 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 the weed whackers and the, and the, and the flowers and the lawnmowers. There's not one moment that I can sit in the backyard in Green Bay and not hear a machine. No, I know here either. Well, the fact is I have a neighbor who's been re-bought a house across the street from me and has been gutted it. And now he has been working on it for three years. And even as I speak, I can hear like, it's just endless. Okay. Uh, COVID uh, report from Allegheny County just came in. Well, the new case numbers continue to be tolerable. 29 new cases confirmed in the county in the last, and since we were up to, you know, seeing a lot more than that, that's good. Uh, 29 new cases in the last 24 hours, but unfortunately for more deaths. Um, two people in their 70s, two people in their 80s. But who cares? They're in their 70s and their 80s, so to hell with them. Who needs them? And that's clearly what a lot of people think. Because I'm looking at the the new cases are often young people, but the people who are dying are... Are their grandparents. Are their grandparents, and they don't give a shit. Or their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Susan... Hang on. Yeah. Okay, well, try and cheer up. How the hell am I supposed to try to cheer up when I started the day in that rabbit hole? One day, one day closer to the end of Donald Trump. Just look at it that way. 
God, I hope you're right, but I just don't know. Forward. Well, we can't, we can't, we have to, we have to remain fearful so that we will act. So, well, yeah, we should be fearful because they're going to, they'll do everything they can to steal this election. So let's not let them. Forewarned is forearmed. Onward, American <laughs> citizens. Let's take our country back. Back. God, never yeah. were those words more, more true and needed. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sue. Really thank make America great again. Okay. Yeah, really. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And uh, bye to you guys, too. Let's take Wendy Bell down. Do what you can, okay? It's uh, she's trying to get people killed, and Katie is uh, is aiding and abetting and giving her the uh, platform to incite murder. Uh, it's not to be tolerated. Okay? I'll talk to you tomorrow, God willing. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.